It has been a great seven and a half years, seven years, just a little over seven years now of People's Church, and it's been a great journey. I remember over seven years ago, Tiffany and I, I was 26 years old and had a dream in our hearts to start a church that would be for everybody, a church that would connect with the unchurched, a church where we would love one another, care for one another, a church that would be outreach-oriented and reach our city and make a difference. And we moved to Oklahoma City, a city that we had never lived in before, and started with eight people, me, my, 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 me and my wife, and Brian, the pro, pro programming director, and his wife, Alicia, have been with us since day one, and two other couples. We started in our living room, a little small group. We did a mail-out. And I'll never forget this dream becoming reality on May the 12th of 2002 when 65 people showed up at the Quell Springs Mall and the AMC Theater. How many know the devil lives in the theater? You can't start a church there. <laughs> but we did. And God blessed. And I remember a little over two years later, on August the 5th of 2004, we bought 50 acres of land right here at Britton and Kelly with a dream of building a facility to reach more people with the good news of Jesus Christ. And that dream became a reality. And on April the 9th of 2006, we moved into phase one, a 17,500 square foot facility. We had began with three services on that Sunday and God blew us away. And we continued to grow and reach more people and more lives were changed. And about six months into that facility, we realized we don't have enough space, and we begin to strategize about what our next step was. And that's why in three years' time, we have built two facilities. And here we are today on July the 19th, 2009, celebrating our grand opening of another edition for the one sole purpose to reach more people with the good news of Jesus Christ. And it's easy for a church like ours to, to start looking in the rearview mirror it's easy for us to start focusing on the successes of the past and start getting rearview mirror vision and start looking backwards and go, go wow, man, God's done some cool things back there. God, God's done, God showed up in a big way back then. God, God, God did some awesome things in 2002 and 2003. And it's easy for us, if we're not careful, to get focused on the successes of the past. What I want to talk to you about today is looking forward. I want to talk to you today about moving forward. I've titled this talk today, The Road Forward. We're not going to be a church to get stuck in the past, but we are full of vision. Our best days are ahead of us. We celebrate God's goodness and God's blessings, but yet we are focused on the future that God has for us. Turn your Bibles with me if you have one to Philippians chapter 3. I want to talk to you today from Philippians 3, verse 12 through verse 14. The road forward, not having rear view mirror vision. The scripture says this, not that I have already attained or am already perfect, but perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward 
to things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. What I want to do for the next few moments is give you three keys to moving forward. This is a relevant message for our church, but listen today, it's very applicable for your life. It's very applicable for your family. We must be people that are moving forward. Three keys to moving forward. You can follow along with me in your bulletin notes, fill in the blanks and take some notes. Number one is this. We can never be satisfied with where we are. If we're going to continue to move forward, we can never be satisfied with where we are. Let's look back in Philippians chapter 3 and verse number 12. The Apostle Paul says this, not that I have already attained. In other words, he says, I I haven't arrived. He says, I'm not there yet. He goes on to say, or am already perfected. In other words, I'm not perfect. I haven't arrived. There's still more for me to do on this journey called life and serving God. He goes, but I press on that I may lay hold of that. Paul says, listen, I've done a lot, but there's still some things for me to lay hold of. There's still some things for me to accomplish. There's still some some things that that God has in my heart that, that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Paul teaches us a very important lesson about following God. And the lesson is this. We never arrive. We never arrive. Paul says, I I know God, but I can know him more. I haven't arrived. Paul says, "I, I love God, but I can love him more. I haven't arrived. Paul says, I've been preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ and and lives have been changed, but I can still do more. I haven't arrived. And just like the apostle Paul, this church, we need to have the mentality, we haven't arrived. We need to continue to be a church that's passionate about reaching people who are far from God we haven't arrived. We need to be a church that's passionate about Jesus Christ and and seeking him and living for him because we haven't arrived. We need to be a church that's passionate about raising up disciples and sending them out because we haven't arrived. We need to continue to be a church that's passionate about the hurting, the broken, the lost, the poor in our city because we haven't arrived. How many of you realize there's still a whole lot more for us to do in this city. We haven't arrived. Satan, our spiritual enemy, the devil, our adversary, he doesn't have to get us to quit. He just has to get us to be satisfied with where we are. He didn't have to get us to quit. He just has to get us in the mentality that we've already arrived. I mean, come on, people's church. I mean, what's, I mean, just chill out a little bit. Relax. You've reached enough people. You're big enough. You've done enough. You've helped enough. Be sat, you, you've sent enough. And I'm just here to tell you today on this wonderful grand opening celebration, we haven't arrived. We're, we're moving 
forward. We are not going to be a church that relaxes, that takes it easy, that gets on cruise control and go, you know what? We built this. Let's high five, belly bump and relax. Oh no. Oh no. There's so much more for us to do. We're just getting started. I'm not 72. I'm 34. We're just getting started. We're just getting started. There's a second key to moving forward, a second key to moving forward. Number two is this, moving forward requires work, requires work. Paul says in Philippians chapter 3 and verse number 12, not that I have already attained it, and bear with me for a few moments, I want to read this scripture all over again because I want to bring out, emphasize a few things here. Not that I have already attained or I'm already perfected, but I press, everybody shout press. Notice that. I press on. He says, man, it takes some effort to go forward. I haven't attained it yet, but if I'm going to get there, I've got to press. There's some straining. There's some effort. If I'm going to be the Christ follower God wants me to be, it's going to be some pressing. If if I'm going to accomplish God's destiny, there's going to be some some I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching. Everybody say reaching. Reaching forward. One translation says straining. One says stretching. He says, listen, if I I haven't arrived, notice what he says, I haven't apprehended it. I'm not there yet, and if I'm going to get there, it's going to require some reaching. It's going to require some effort. It's going to require some work. He says, I'm reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press. Everybody say press. I want you to notice. He says, it's going to take some work. It's going to take some pressing. It's going to take some straining. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. In in every area of your life where you want to see forward progress, it will require hard work. It will require pressing. It will require straining. It will require reaching every arena of your life. I think about my life, and probably one of the best ways I can illustrate this is in relationships, your life and my life, relationships. Because listen, listen, here's the thing, here's the thing about it. If we aren't intentionally moving forward, we're going backwards. If we're not intentionally moving forward, we're going backwards. I think about my relationship with my wife, Tiffany. We, we've got a great marriage. She's my best friend. And I love my wife, and, and, and God's blessed us with a great relationship. But we didn't, and, don't, and we don't have a great relationship by accident. How many know you don't stumble into a great marriage? <laughs> and you don't just stumble and accidentally go, whoops. Wow, we're best friends. It takes effort. It takes pressing. It takes straining. And the effort we put into our marriage, the hard work, we, we, we communicate. We talk to one another. We, we spend time with one another. We set aside time to go on dates, to communicate, put the kids down to bed early so that we can spend time connecting and talking and, and hanging out. There's a lot, of, a lot of forgiveness that has to go on in our home because Tiffany's not perfect. And... Uh, <laughs> And, and neither am I, okay? And neither, neither am I. But there's a lot of forgiving that has to go on, a lot of grace that has to be extended, a lot of mercy that has to be extended for us to have a great 
It, it takes effort. And, and here's what you know. You know this about relationships. If you aren't moving forward, if you're not intentional, relationships don't stay where they are. They're always moving. And either they're moving forward or they're moving backwards. And it's the same thing in our, in our church. Listen, as a church, either we're intentionally moving forward or we're going backwards. And I want you to know, listen, church, I do not want us to be a church that gets so focused on, on, on the past and so focused on what God, God has done that we quit moving forward. And you know what happens is we start moving backwards. God has blessed us. And today we celebrate, we thank the Lord for all the lives that have been changed. I mean, I thank God and am humbled and was in tears last night just, just thinking about this day and, and God's faithfulness. And as a 26-year-old kid dreaming about starting a church and moving to this city, and it, it, it's humbling to me that all that God has done, and yet I, yet I know that there's so much more that he wants us to do, and we have to continually and intentionally move forward. It's going to require hard work. Everybody say hard work. Everybody say hard work. Come on, church, let's don't get on cruise control now. Come on, we need to work like never before. Amen? That's about six or seven of you. I said amen. amen. We need to work like never before. We have this new tool to reach more people with the good news of Jesus Christ, to raise up more disciples. It's time for us to work like never before. It's time for us to pray like never before. It's time for us to love people like never before. It's time for us to serve like never before. It's time for us to give like never before. It's time for us to fast like never before. It's time for us to sacrifice, sacrifice like never before to impact this city with the good news of Jesus Christ. Everybody shout hard work. There's a, a third key to moving forward, a third key to moving forward. Number three is this. We must stay focused on the goal. We must stay focused on the goal in the month of August some of you that may be new with us, we're going to be doing a vision series called He Said What? If When you read it, that's what it says on paper, but I said like this. He said, what? How many know Jesus said some crazy things? He, he said, what? And we're going to unpack some things that Jesus said. And we're going to unpack the vision of People's Church throughout the month of August. God's given us a great vision to be a diverse church, to be a soul-winning church, to be an outreach church. He's given us a great vision for, for missions and impacting and planning churches. God's given us a great vision, and we're going to talk about that with you because we have to stay focused on, on the goal, on, on the vision, on the dream that God has given us. And I want to quickly give you three common ways for us to lose focus, three common ways for us to lose focus. Number one is this, as you follow with me in your notes there. How do we lose focus a common way as we start focusing on past successes? Focusing on past successes. Philippians 3 verse 13, Paul says, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind. Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. Forgetting those things which are behind. And today I don't want to minimize this day. Because I want us to celebrate. I want us to high-five and thank God for, for what he's done and for his faithfulness. And you have sacrificed. 
and you have been giving and you are continuing to give to, to resources. You're serving and you're making this church happen. You're, you're, you're faithful and, and I thank the Lord for what he's doing and, and, and for all of you. But, but here's what I want you to know. Here's what I want you to know. We're not going to be a church that focuses on past successes. We're going to build on them. Not focus on them, but build upon past successes. I refuse to pastor a remember when church. Remember when in 1950, God was moving. I, I, don't, I, don't, I just I refuse to pastor a church. Remember when people were giving their hearts to Christ. Remember when we were passionate about God and his presence. Remember when lives were being changed? Remember when we were raising up disciples? Do you, do you remember when the, the heyday, when, when we were planting churches and, 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 and going and impacting our city and feeding the poor and helping? Do you remember? Remember? When, I, I don't ever want us to be a remember when church. One of the first signs of a dying church is when its memories are more powerful than its dreams. In church, we're still dreaming. We're not there yet. There's so much more for us to do. We are not going to be a remember when church that starts focuses on, focusing on the successes instead of building upon them. There's a second thing that I want you to notice, a second common way for us to lose focus. Number two is this, we stay focused on past failures, focused on past failures. Hear me, I, I want to share some, some things that you, you're not aware of. This church has had some major failures over the past seven years, some major failures. To get where we are today, we have lied we have cheated. We have committed adultery. To, to get where we are today, we have stolen. We have gotten drunk. We have been in prostitution. We have been involved in homosexuality. We have been drug dealers. Just look at your neighbor and say, aren't you glad you visited this church today? Just go, yeah, just go, yeah, aren't you, yeah. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad? We have had some major failures. Matter of fact, just look at your neighbor right now. Just look at him and say, look at him, look at him over and say, I know you messed up. Come on, just tell me, I know. I know what you did last summer. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh-huh. And we've all messed up. You see, here's the, here's, the, here's the deal. We are the church. You are the church. This building is not the church. This 61,000 square foot facility is not the church. You are the church and we've messed up. We've blown over the last set. We have messed up. You have blown. I have messed up. We, we are the church, uh, not this building. We are the light. We are the salt. We are the arms of Jesus. We are the feet. We are the church of Jesus Christ, and we've blown it. 
But, but the good news is this, and Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9 through 11, do you not know that the wicked will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither the sexual immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor male prostitutes, nor homosexual offenders, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanderers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God, and that is what some of you were. Anybody been changed? Anybody been set free? Anybody a new creation? Anybody different because of Jesus Christ? Paul says, man, you made some mistakes, you've blown it, but that's what you were, but you were washed. You were sanctified. You were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of God. Anybody been changed? He's a changing God. He's a changing God. And Paul understood failure. Paul had some major, major failures. Before he was a Christ follower, he was a murderer of Christians. Killed men and women of God. And Paul says in Philippians chapter 3, One thing I do, forgetting what is behind. And that includes forgetting past failures. To forget literally means to no longer be influenced or affected by the past. It simply means that we break the power of the past by living for the future. And some of you need to be, quit being controlled by your past and break the power of your past by living for the future that God has for you. Some of you have had your head hung down and slouched over for too long. You've had your shoulders down because of your past for too long. You beat yourself up over your past for too long. You wallow in the mud for too long. And it's time for you to quit focusing on your past and start focusing on the great future that God has for you. He wants to use your life. Let me say this to you. We need you. People's church needs you. We need you to quit disqualifying yourself from being used by God in a powerful way to make a difference in somebody's life because of your past. Forget those things that are behind you and move forward to the wonderful future God has for you. He wants to use you at your workplace, in your neighborhood. He wants to use you in your home. Don't let your past paralyze you. When you get focused on the past, it stops you from moving forward in God. I close with number three. The third common way for us to lose focus. Number three, we drift off focus. We drift off focus. Paul says in Philippians 3, back in verse 14, I press on toward the goal, the goal, the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus, most churches, most businesses, most universities, most corporations start with a goal. They start with a vision. They start with a dream. And what happens to, to a lot of corporations, businesses, churches is 
is, is they begin just to drift. And it's so easy to drift. So easy to, to have mission drift and to drift off the goal. Because did you realize you can drift and not even know it? Because you, your eye's not on the goal. And, and the goal is ahead of you. And, and instead of going towards the goal, it's, e it's easy to drift. Because, see, you can drift a little bit off the goal. And, and yet you, you can still turn and, and kind of see it. And you can drift for a week, and, and you're not that far away. You can drift for a month, and you're not that far, far away. And you can just drift a little bit. But you know what? When, when a church, an organization drifts, and they drift for a year, and they drift for two, and they drift for, for three, they drift for four, and the next thing you know, they're, they're not headed anywhere towards the goal that the church, the organization, the business started with. And friends, can I tell you that you can get so all focused and, you, and, we, and, and we could drift so far away from God's goal when we started People's Church. That a church can drift so much that the next thing you know, they've drifted and they're even headed the other way. And, and you know when you're headed the other way because you start saying stuff like this. I can't believe the color of the carpet. I don't care if you like the carpet. That's not what church is about. Can you believe, I saw that, I don't like them red lights. It doesn't matter. That's, that's not the purpose of the church. Can you believe on that last song they made the auditorium all the way dark? Who cares? I mean, we, we, the church is about reaching people and ministering to people and helping people and raising up the, and we can get so off focus that we may, and we're going to stay on focus to reach your city, to help the poor, to raise disciples. We're going to stay focused on reaching those who are far from God. We are going to stay focused, focused, focused on what God has called us to do. Close your eyes with me all across this building. Come on, worship team, sing on.